Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. This is Matt Paterini, co-founder of The Non-Traditional Pharmacist, and you're listening to The Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, broadcasting from the Des Moines Health and Public Services Building at DMAX Ankeny Campus. Connect with me via messenger on Facebook at TonyFarmD1, or you can find over a thousand pharmacy videos at TonyFarmD on YouTube or on my website, memorizingpharmacology.com. Today, we're talking with Matt Paterini, co-founder of The Non-Traditional Pharmacist, a platform company that exposes, connects, and educates pharmacists and pharmacy students to non-traditional pharmacy. At the University of Michigan School of Pharmacy, Matt recognized the many outside-the-box opportunities available and Matt's role at IBM as a cloud software seller to healthcare payer, provider, and industry accounts uh, is a measure of that. There, he bridges the gap between healthcare and technology, helping clients innovate and adapt the changing healthcare landscape. Well, Matt, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Great. Thanks, Tony. Excited to be here. I uh, certainly appreciate the opportunity and uh, looking forward to talking with with you and the extended pharmacy podcast network well i have to say i'm very excited to hear about this uh, first question because you are at an end point which is so different than most pharmacists so uh, let's hear it everyone's leadership road is a little different uh, tell us what you're doing now and how you got to this very non-traditional role right well you know i'll, I'll kind of split that into two parts you mentioned my end point as a pharmacist um, and I'll take it back to uh, pharmacy school, midway through pharmacy school, probably around the P2 year mark. Uh, going through the program at University of Michigan, I, uh, I, I started to realize that there were a number of different set paths in the pharmacy profession, including clinical practice, community practice. And those are really heavily focused uh, in our program. And I, and I know a lot of other programs as well. But what I started to come to understand is that there are a lot of other roles for pharmacists outside of those two kind of titans of roles uh, in the industry. And so from that point forward, I began to do research and take it upon myself and a couple of my other friends to really dive deep into everything that pharmacists are doing and understand what opportunities are available. And it became pretty clear to me pretty quickly that I wanted to be in an area personally, in a area of growth, in an area of um, innovation and surveying the landscape that led me to industry and more specifically technology industry. Uh, There's been a lot of advancements and really fast paced innovation going on in the healthcare technology space and I decided I wanted to become a part of that uh, landscape. And so through those explorations, I eventually landed on uh, a role at IBM. And you mentioned my role currently as a cloud software seller where I um, sell cloud software to healthcare clients in any number of different capacities, including payers, providers, and industry. Uh, but that's my that's my day job. My other part that came out of the explorations of non-traditional pharmacy and different opportunities was the non-traditional pharmacist. 
And that's a, a, a company that myself, uh, Dr. Nick Kirkpatrick and Dr. Lynn Sweetai, and Lynn's actually my fiance, uh, the three of us started uh, the end of our pharmacy training in P4 year, where, and you, you described it perfectly, as a, as a platform company to connect, educate, and inform pharmacists, pharmacy students on, on all the different opportunities in pharmacy. And so those are kind of the two areas that throughout pharmacy school and throughout really personal exploration uh, I've landed on, and that's what I've been doing currently. The one thing that I want to talk about with you, which you may have uh, expertise over that maybe many pharmacists don't, is that uh, sales tends to be a bad word when you're talking about healthcare. And I wanted to know if you could uh, talk about sales in a way that uh, maybe uh, some people could better understand it, because when pharmacists talk about sales, they think it's uh, people always looking for money and all of these things. But in my experience, I did real estate sales of all things for seven years. It was really about helping people understand a very complex thing that maybe they're only going to do once. So when you're only buying one or two houses in your lifetime, you want the experience of someone that's helped people buy 300, 400, 500 houses. So can you tell me about how your uh, experience in selling and that field really helps someone? Because my understanding, and I don't remember what the quote is exactly, but if you can sell, you have a job. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because traditionally, you're, you're right, sales does have a bad connotation and uh, you know can be viewed in, in such a way. Um, and the way I look at it and the way I approach uh, my current job and really what sales has become is is solution selling more specifically. And what that means is helping clients identify problems and challenges and issues with their, whether it's their business, whether it's their, um, you know, what they're working on at any given point in time, helping them develop that problem in such a way where you can identify their goals with that certain challenge or issue, their plans, um, other challenges they see in implementing those plans and really developing a, a strategy to achieve the goals around those certain issues. And so it kind of becomes more of a uh, consultative relationship where you're a, a, a trusted associate to help them solve those problems. And sure, at the end of the day, you're, you know, you're selling products, uh, but those are the tools that you'll need to help achieve those goals. And so it's really the strategy and consultative nature that I really enjoy. And that's the approach that I take. It's not so much, I have this product. This is what it does. Would you like it? It's what are your, what are, what are you struggling with? And in the healthcare industry, it can be any, I mean, as you know, any number of things across the whole spectrum. And let's talk about how we can well define those challenges and problems, and then put a plan in place to achieve the goals that you'd like to achieve around around those challenges. And so that's really kind of the mindset uh, that I take in, in working with the clients that I do today. So tell me a little bit about, I don't know Michigan's curriculum. I know Michigan by reputation that it's one of the best schools of pharmacy in the country. But tell me a little bit about how your education in Michigan as a pharmacist has helped you become a problem solver. I think that because we've got this debt load of 120 for the, I think, publics, 160 for the, the privates uh, on average, that students are too much looking at, well, I have to have a pharmacy job that pays X number of dollars. 
instead of saying, okay, well, where is my skill set good? We have about a 4.5% unemployment rate nationwide. So getting a job is not a problem. There's jobs out there. Tell me how your particular training at Michigan helped you become uh, excellent in a different field, but with what sounds like a similar skill set in this consultative uh, way. Right. Um, the curriculum at University of Michigan uh, was very intense, very robust, but focused mainly on uh, clinical applications of pharmacy uh, and even to a lesser extent, the community practice, which are the two big areas that we talked about. Uh, however, going through the rotation aspect of the curriculum in the P4 year, I had the opportunity to take a number of different rotations in a number of different settings, as, as many pharmacists do in, in their rotation year. Uh, but through that, I was able to gain exposure to different areas of not just the pharmacy world, but the healthcare world. Health systems, uh, third-party payers, industry, technology industry, community practice, clinical practice, all of these things uh, helped give me a well-rounded exposure to to different areas in pharmacy. And so that exposure actually molded my way to problem-solve in different and new areas because you, you go through each of these rotations and you spend only so much time in each of them. So you kind of learn how to problem solve in different areas that you're not familiar with. Um, so and I've taken all of that exposure that I've gained through pharmacy school and my internships and things that went along with pharmacy school and taken that to this incredibly new role and, and been able to say, these are some of the things I've seen. But aside from that, I've been able to problem solve in different areas. And this is how I've applied certain things in the past. And I think that's relevant here because X, Y, Z. And that seemed to be an effective way to, uh, you know, build, build relationships, one, and two, actually solve some problems in uh, businesses that I'm pretty unfamiliar with. It sounds like your road was so easy that everything just worked out. You went to this great Big Ten school, then you got a job that you wanted, You're, you know, you and your fiance are, are doing well together. Um, uh, what was the toughest part for your uh, maybe collegiate or pharmacy journey. Um, give us somewhere where you had to overcome some kind of a problem because it just sounds all roses right now. And I don't mean to put in the Rose Bowl uh, reference there, but uh, it just seems like it's so easy for you. And uh, I think sometimes we don't uh, tell people that, you know, we had difficulties here and there. I remember sleeping in a Walmart parking lot as I was trying to get home from an overnight shift and I was just too tired to make it. So, you know, and this was, you know, in the bust somewhere in 07 and 08. So there were tough times for me, but what, what were maybe some tough times for you that, that really, you know, preceded some great times? Yeah, great question. And I will tell you, it was not all super easy and a very easy kind of path to everything that I've, I've done through pharmacy school and, and now beyond. Um, you know, pharmacy school was tough for me in the sense of, you know, I started pharmacy school with, with not much of an idea in what I wanted to do uh, postgraduate pharmacy school. I knew it was a it was a good field to get into, uh, promising in terms of in terms of job security after graduation. Um, but I, I found pretty quickly that traditional pharmacy roles did not fit my career and lifestyle goals. So I struggled for 
the early part of my pharmacy training in figuring out exactly what that meant. What, what do I want to achieve in my professional and personal life? And how am I going to take this time I spent in pharmacy school, use that effectively and mold my plan of the rest of my career? And that's a very tough question to, to define and then even tougher to answer. But once I've kind of set myself on the path of I'm going to do something differently than a lot of people and most everyone does going through pharmacy school, uh, it helped to have that goal explicitly defined. I want to work at this company. I want to work there at this time. And these are the stipulations and the criteria that go along with that. So step one was defining the criteria of everything. And that's, that's tougher than most people think, uh, I think sometimes. But then from there, you're right. It, it sounds like an easy path, but it was not, um, you know, going through pharmacy school, there's no real strong resources that are handed to you on a silver platter that say, hey, this is what you can do. This is what you need to do to get there. So it came from a lot of personal digging. And the hardest part was trying to uh, build credibility in an industry where I really didn't have any credibility. And that's the technology uh, industry. So a lot of phone calls, unanswered phone calls, a lot of emails, uh, non-responded to emails. Um, in some cases, you know, a couple calls a day and, and sending uh, messages several times to several people. And then going to the business school, going, thinking outside the box, going to the business school at University of Michigan to say, this is what I'd like to do. This is my background and kind of give my story and say, hey, do you know people that can help in this space or do you have any information that might be helpful for me to pursue this path that I'm, that I'm on? And it took a lot of no's and a long time to beat my head against the wall, basically, for these opportunities. Yeah. yeah. But, once, but once I made some connections, the snowball got bigger and I got even more connections. And then it got me onto a path where I could, I could then make some decisions once I had options available to me. Yeah. And with Michigan, you have a dynamic alumni network. I mean, it's, that's to right. say it's robust is a bit of an understatement when you see it on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> that's, so. that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, now your passion project, uh, non-traditional pharmacist and, and how this happened. Uh, you have a triumvirate there uh, and that kind of put it together. Do you each have uh, different roles or did you all come up with it separately? Like, I have an idea. Let's do this thing. Uh, how did that come about? And how do you guys work together? Yeah, great question. Uh, the nutritional pharmacist started at the end of our P4 year. Uh, when I say our, I mean myself, uh, Nick Kirkpatrick, and Lynn Sweetai. Um, and I wish we had started it sooner, to be honest with you. Uh, but we kind of, it was kind of a very organic idea. Uh, we were walking home from a rotation actually one day and kind of talking about some of our experiences and some of the things that we see day in, day out uh, in certain in certain roles. And we say to each other, you know, what if there is a, a resource that we're always looking for, the three of us, I mean, uh, that's available to everyone that can really help expose them to all these different roles in pharmacy. We're always looking for them, but 
we're kind of doing our own research and it's kind of, you know, the wild, wild west. What if there's a single place for everyone to go, connect, and learn about all these different opportunities available to pharmacists? And so from that discussion, literally from that discussion, we said, well, let's make, let's make, we, we started as a blog. Let's make a blog to talk about each different roles. We can highlight different people in different roles. And from there, one thing led to another. And it's, it was the idea of starting small with a small idea. And as we did that, different ideas began, began to build on top of that um, into what it is today. Yeah, so well, it, it, it really start. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Um, so it started to then build and tell me a little bit more about where, where, you, where it is today and where you feel it's going to go. Right. So where it is today is we started from a, a blog, right? And, and so from there, we built into the video interviews where we highlight different pharmacists in different roles and ask them questions, a lot like Pharmacy Podcasts, and try to get a sense of what their roles and responsibilities are, how they got to that position, and why they're in that position, and how it plays into the larger field of pharmacy. That's really where it started. And now what we've, what we've done is added to that a component of social networking to really make it this platform company where you can, one, come to the, to the website to learn and gain exposure to these roles, but then, two, connect with the people that are in those roles. And having that kind of uh, connection and platform interaction uh, really makes it an interactive experience. And then on top of that, that we have uh, helpful resources that we have found helpful in our careers that we, we think provide value to other pharmacy students and pharmacists looking to supplement their current job or their current studies uh, in pharmacy school. So it's really a three-pronged approach of uh, explore, connect, and then access to helpful, re helpful resources. So tell me a little bit about what kind of blanket advice might you give for someone that it's there right now they're in block three of their rotations. Um, they're mm -hmm. just kind of gaining, maybe they're doing some of the required ones. I think there are four required ones, the AmCare, the community, the hospital mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. And they've kind of got this path set out of, of what they're going to do. Uh, what could they do differently or what could they do outside of their rotations instead of waiting for the next rotation? What could they do right now uh, to maybe better uh, and it sounds like your, your journey was really inward more than outward um, to start really finding out, okay, well, I need to figure out where I want to go afterwards. Mm -hmm. I, the lead time has to be a little bit longer. But what, what blanket advice would you give to someone who's right now a P4 in their third block? Yeah, I would, I would say the first thing that you have to identify is, yeah, you contrast it inward and outward it is having that inward view of what you want to, you have to be honest with yourself. What do you want to get out of your career and your professional life? And you, you know, it's, there's a lot of listening to what other people will say, what your certain program might say, what, uh, you know, the quote unquote path is that you're supposed to take. Uh, but you have to have that kind of inward reflection on what you want to achieve in, in your personal professional life. And, and, how that will look moving forward. And then from there, and it doesn't have to be exact, but it has to be honest and, and with enough detail that you can begin to map out at least the first 
part of your career because things will change. But once you have that, then take a look at roles and opportunities and jobs that might match that inward reflection. So once you have your, your plan internally, you can kind of match what roles might uh, match up with that reflection from a uh, career and job role perspective, but also all the other stuff that goes along with it, the, the hours, the, the money, the, you know, the, the, the culture of where you're going to work, all those different things. So it starts with internal and then you kind of match the available roles and opportunities to that. And that's what's so great about pharmacy. There's so many available that you can really find something that's pretty close to what you'd like to do, but it may be more difficult to find. Um, what's the best way for people to contact you? I'm sure some people would be interested in kind of finding out a little bit more about your journey, how you did it, because if you look at the staff and faculty at the school, it's going to be PhDs and generally PGY2s who you know have a very clinical focus. And then you go into practice That's and right. you'll meet some of the MBAs and some of the community pharmacists as well as some more clinical practice, but you really don't get that third group too much. Uh, so it's really nice to have someone like you who's a resource that connect you uh, to many of those third groups. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And that's what we hope to be, uh, especially at the non-traditional pharmacist. We hope to be a resource for folks looking at different opportunities that might be available to them. And so I would encourage anyone uh, interested in talking with any one of us or uh, even interacting with the resources that we have available on the website to just email us at the non-traditional pharmacist at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to schedule phone calls, uh, respond via email uh, or whatever works for, for people. Okay. Well, I've got a couple of quick hit questions here at the end. Uh, you sound like somebody that's really got it together again. Uh, it's, it's good to hear that you struggled some because it sounds like everything just worked out so well. You know, I, I got into Michigan, you know, and then I, I got the job I wanted and I've got, you know, this great fiance and the world is my oyster all as well. Uh, right. But what's your best daily ritual to keep your work on track that things did work out that way? Cause it's always sweat and, uh, some hard work that goes along with that. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad, I'm glad it looks that way and it sounds that way. But again, you know, there was, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, boring, tedious things that go into succeeding in anything, really, um, and that includes getting into pharmacy school, getting a new job, and it's and it's little things. So I, I would say my daily routine or, or daily ritual is I always try to, and it's nothing super specific, but I always try to focus on very, very small things that even though they're small, if you add those up over time, that's going to amount into success. And so what, one, of the, one of the specific things I do around that is keep a notebook with me for anything work-related or the non-traditional pharmacist-related, uh, anything that is around areas that I'm working on. I keep a notebook with me at all times just to write down ideas, uh, tasks that I need to do, dates, deadlines, and to prioritize all those. And again, this is not, you know, groundbreaking, big, giant projects that I'm writing out. These are small things that I know that if I do them, these are things that are necessary to succeed at the next step. And so it's adding up a lot of small things over time to have that success. And, and one thing I do is, is keep a notebook with me. Um, this next question is definitely uh, uh, in your area of expertise, but 
Uh, what's the best career advice you've ever received or given? Okay, I can give I can give one of each actually, and the one that I've the best career advice that I've received and is one that I, I struggle with sometimes is uh, act now, act today. The idea of don't wait for any better time to do something that is either on your list to do or that you think is something that you'd like to pursue. Uh, the lo- it goes along with the same thought process of the, the small things add up over time. If you push anything out over time, before you know it, weeks, years, months go by. So if there's anything that you have a desire to do, desire to pursue, act on it immediately. Uh, the best advice that I've given, I think, is, and I, and I say it's the best advice that I've given because um, it, it's the advice that I've, or it's, it's how I kind of approach it, and I think it's the, the best way to be uh, happier in your professional life, is evaluate careers holistically. So many times, or too often, I feel like people evaluate jobs based on the salary or the prestige or what they're supposed to do. I've, you know, I've gone through this path and I'm so this is my next step. I'm supposed to do that. Be sure to look at everything around that job. What does it look like from, yes, of course, the money and the hours and the job responsibilities, but what does it look like for, you know, the, the job title that you want in your, in your life or, you know, long-term, what are your long-term goals? Does that job going to help you get there? And does this fit in with my personal life at the, at any given point in time? So be sure to look at different jobs and different careers in it, really from every angle. And that would be probably the best advice that, that I could give. And then the last thing, what inspires you? I would say building things. And I don't mean physical things. I, I enjoy working on initiatives or projects that are, that are strategic in nature, that are, that are, uh, big picture that are driving to achieve something larger, um, either in an industry or, or in, you know, in this case in pharmacy. So if I, if I can, in my own mind, think that I'm working towards something that's, that's building something greater than me or that can help advance my current job or, or a profession, that is, uh, that's something that gets me going and that's something that I, and then I'll really enjoy doing it. Well, Matt, I know you're busy. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Thanks so much for being on the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks, Tony. Really appreciate the invitation and uh, happy to connect with, with anyone that you have in your Pharmacy Podcast Network and uh, looking forward to talking to you soon. If you're interested in being on the Pharmacy Future Leaders, contact me at aagara at dmac.edu. Otherwise, we thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.